Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast code acast. I can't even hear you now. Have you got your mic on? Uh, yeah, it's on me. What's in here? Welcome to Afterwork Drinks, your weekly dose of news, pop culture, and Pinot Noir, brought to you by magazine editors and best friends Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill. Welcome to a very <laughs> hungover. I don't even know if I'm hungover. I'm like hungover on a Sunday morning after having three glasses of wine last night. So yeah. that's like where we're at. I hate mentally. that feeling of like. So what I've been doing recently is I've been re- I really bully myself when I'm hungover these days. Which is just like yeah. so stupid because it's like you're allowed to go out, you're allowed to have fun, you're allowed to feel like a bit tired and crappy after having like a big fun night. But instead, I literally like today I was like, I cannot deal with you right now. Like get know, out of I bed. Like I deserve the death penalty. <laughs> yeah. Like this morning, <laughs> I was like, okay, get out of bed, get your ass in the shower, walk to the supermarket, get a coffee. Like I was just trying so hard to be normal when it's like just go back to sleep for a bit. I was like, I'm going to do Pilates today, which I've like never done in my entire life. And I'm like, need to do it because you like, I don't know. I also feel like we just became 400 overnight. Like, I'm like, how is it now that I like have a very chilled dinner and I'm home by midnight and I'm the next morning wake up as if I've been on a four day bender in Vegas. I know. I have had a, a big week on the, on the <laughs> you actually have had a four day bender. In Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I'm really making up for lost time in Hollywood at the moment, but I feel like when I'm kind of like this, I'll do nothing for so long. And then once I'm on a roll, I can't handle not doing anything. Yeah, so yeah, then yeah. literally tonight, I'm like so tired after going to a friend's birthday party last night in Hollywood, which was so fun. Um, and then my friend was like, come for drinks. And I was literally going to go straight after this podcast. But now I'm like, just go to sleep. <laughs> Please relax for one minute. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like going out begets going out. Like you just are like, oh, this is fun. Why did I stop doing this? And then you hit the like fourth time and you're like, this is why. Yeah, this is the worst. I just have no resilience. Like I've got no bounce back anymore. No, absolutely not. I just like like bound out of bed and be a little bit tired and that was it. And now I'm like just broken. You should have seen me an hour ago. I was lying on my bed with this sheet mask on, like actual zombie mode, like full-blown strapped in like a mummy i need to get sheet masks sorry that's just a note to self that's not an interesting tidbit they are expensive are they yeah i know now that i'm having to buy them like (laughs) it's hell on earth i went and bought one today and it was like eight dollars for a thing like just a stupid guardian one yeah i think they must be bad for the environment as well yeah surely not that great with all the yeah, with all the things that we're, like, hung up about now. I know. My um, confession of the week is that I keep – this is so bad. But I keep going to Glossier at, like, different times and buying a couple of products a time because I want the bags and the totes. Oh, yeah, I think that's fine. But I so keep like, them just... and I use them for shopping. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, you know, I could just get one set of packaging, but instead I'm like 50 yes, bubble wrap bags yeah. left. Later. I do think that the world makes it hard for us to be like eco-friendly. And I know that's a very like white person thing to say, but I'm, I got a smoothie this week and I got an eco straw and it just like swelled with the smoothie and closed and I couldn't even get anything out of it. Yeah, that well, always happens. Everyone's going to use plastic then. Yeah. This is just fucking stupid. Like don't design straws that like absorb the liquid. I know. And, and I was literally be- just telling you about how in America, these little cans of soda water that I'm drinking are like a trend. <laughs> Look at And you buy them. Izzy in- was cracking like a tin of Coors beer. I was like, dude, are you okay? You're like, no, it's like coconut water. <laughs> yeah. And you buy them in a 12 pack and put them in your fridge and drink them. Like that's so bad. And everyone exactly. does it. I know. I have two I know. beside it's me. Impossible. It's impossible to help the environment. <laughs> <laughs> I could just not buy LaCroix. Exactly. Um, did you see that ASAP Rocky got out of prison? Yes, I saw because of that fucking disgraceful <laughs> Donald Trump tweet that, like, turned my stomach. Wait, I want to actually find it and read it out because it was just made me feel so sick. What do you think ASAP <laughs> thought about it? I don't know. I think it's got to the point now where you, like – literally don't know whether these things are real or not like when I saw it I was like oh that's a meme and then it was real real. yeah ASAP Rocky released from prison and on his way home to get to the United States from Sweden it was a rocky week get home ASAP ASAP disgraceful I mean I'm assuming some sort of campaign strategist wrote that because surely Donald Trump doesn't just have a passing knowledge of who ASAP Rocky is no but no it's because Kim Kardashian's been campaigning for Trump to help him to help get him out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh this is that's where such we a cursed at. sentence like it's actually crazy like kim kardashian can just release people from prison at will apparently but she just has to like either be friends with them or see them on like a viral facebook thing yeah no so she literally calls up jared kushner actually i watched an episode of keeping up with the kardashians which was an old one um because i just like can't for the life of me figure out how to find the new season i'm so like <laughs> like insane with technology um, and I was watching this old one when she campaigned to get that first woman out mm. and it was so touching. I was bo- like, I was bawling my eyes out. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's great that she used her influence to do that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I just find it like funny that Kim Kardashian literally has the power to like call Donald Trump and say, I know this person from prison and it happens. Like, yeah. It's just, but then he, apparently he got because he put up a tweet two weeks ago and said that he got in touch with Sweden about ASAP Rocky and then they just still wouldn't let him out. I was like, well. That whole case is really rogue and random. I know, I can't wait for his welcome home party. The tonight. Oh, yeah. That's where Izzy's going. So aside from Trump's tweet, which is essentially an anti-recommendation, <laughs> yeah. What is? what are you reading, watching this week? I like literally nothing. So <laughs> great. <laughs> no. So the only thing that I can recommend this week is like, once again, I just have to kind of fill you in on the bachelorette finale Yeah, because it was the craziest finale ever. So they're in Greece. She has two guys left. She has the one that last week I was like the idiot, idiot, idiot loser who literally mm-hmm. in the first episode came on and said he was on there to promote his music which, by the way, is so bad, and I know that is because it, he played her a song. Is it country? Is it rap? Is it No, like... it's like – well, he was on an acoustic guitar when he was playing her a song in the finale that he wrote for her that I actually had to – you know when you watch something and you, you are cringing so much you can't even watch? Yeah. And when that happens to me, I just get on my phone and start scrolling because <laughs> I can't actually watch the screen. Yeah, it's, um, it's like sickening, yeah. So she had him left, and then she had this god called Tyler – um, who is just the nicest, cutest, most handsome man. And um, the finale happens, and she's just so funny. She was like, stop the car, and they were in Greece, so it was a hill. And she got out, and she's trying to walk down to have some space, and then she just bails in her heels and dress and completely falls on the road and then sits on the road and cries. I was like, that's what? us. Yeah, she just it's like a runaway her. bride. And then the producers had to run down and make sure she was okay. And she was just crying with her hands all scraped. I was like, 
literally she's the best why is she so good yeah i know and then she is she just a random girl they found no she was um miss alabama (laughs) did i say it right no alabama alabama yeah I feel bad correcting you. I kind of like it. No, I want you to because I feel it dumb. It sounds like a posh way, Alabama. 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 Like she... sweet home Alabama. Oh, yeah. Okay. She was Miss Al- <laughs> She was. I don't want to keep this in. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> don't be. She was Miss Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> why are they just words that I literally can't say? It's fine. I think it happens to people who grow up reading a lot because you, you read words phonetically. Mm, yeah. Like not phonetic, the opposite of phonetically. Like you just read them out how you like read them. Mm-hmm. Like Hermione Granger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, so I think, yeah, she was that. So she's a beauty queen. So mm-hmm. she's really, really pretty, but then she's also really down to earth and funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then anyway, it gets to the end and, of course, she picks it Jed, the actual loser. Yeah. And then he proposes to her because they propose at the end. So wild. And also he proposes with a freaking silver ring, even though all the jewelry she wears is gold. I was like, can men just look for two seconds? And then <laughs> and then he proposes after singing this horrific song. And it's all well and good. And she breaks beautiful Tyler's heart. And then two seconds later, she, a People article comes out. And so this People article came out like weeks ago because the finale wrapped ages ago. But it came mm. out two days after they'd gotten engaged in real life. And it came out and, it, and he had a girlfriend at home who was waiting for him the whole time because he said he was just going on it for his music and he hadn't broken up with her. And he had told Hannah, the bachelorette, that he just had been on a few dates with this girl and then when this people article comes out, she brings him around to her house and there's like full, this is all being filmed. And she brings him around to her house and she was like, tell me the truth. And he was like, oh, okay. So yeah, she met my parents. We went on a holiday to the Maldives. She was like, are you serious? And you don't call this a relationship. And he was like, no, it wasn't a relationship. She's like, okay. So did you tell her you loved her and that you were coming back for her? And he was like, yes. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. So she calls off the engagement. This is so dramatic. They break up and then they flick back to the live studio audience and then she's there and for the first time since she broke Tyler's heart, he comes out and she's this giggly little cute girl because she still has feelings for Tyler because she was like falling in love with both of them and then just chose the douchebag. And then Tyler comes out and she asks him to go for a drink with her and he says yes. That is really cute. That's like very The Office. And then cut to two days ago and he was leaving her house in the morning oh, that's, with an overnight bag. Yeah. Oh, love. An overnight bag. Very yeah. prepared. I know. That's really cute. I kind of wanted to marry Windmill Guy though. Yeah, Windmill Guy. Yeah, I know. Four times. That's crazy. That's I think about that a lot. Like, <laughs> I think about that like every day. I'm like, wow. There's an Instagram account dedicated to the Windmill and it's so funny. Really? Yeah, because it was, it was literally, like, one of the biggest moments in American history, I think. I think so as well. Yeah. I feel like, by comparison, the Australian Bachelor is, like, so, 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 so tame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, four times in a windmill. And then told yeah, everyone. And then she's just, like, supposed to be – I mean, it's fine. Like, she can do what she wants. But her whole thing is all about being really, really Christian. <laughs> she's just, like – I know. <laughs> she- legend yeah the australian one actually i'll fill you in quickly because you haven't been able to watch it on what's Mm -hmm. happening it's quite boring i think yeah but didn't you already tell me who's like who you you think's gonna win i think you should put it out on the record yeah i do but i've changed my tune since i messaged you but but so i basically was like i think the final two is going to be that mauritius girl who's like this hot blonde chick from mauritius and this other girl who is like another chemical engineering sciencey person mm-hmm. and I was like I think it's going to be the final two and Mauritius girl will win but now I think it's, it's going to be those as the final two but chemical engineer girl wins because I realized the chemical engineer girl when they were talking to each other I was like this is the couple that you met in the first year of uni in a tutorial 
Mm-hmm. Like those palatable white couples and they just dated for eight years and then got married in like Berry and had that those like Pinterest font wedding invitations. They were like, yeah. come to the wedding of Matt and Chelsea and they had like mason jars and mm-hmm. like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're just they're just like a palatable white couple. Yes. That'll probably happen. And we'll go, like, go for runs together. Yeah. And I feel like, like it's always boring when it's like that, though. That's what I mean. That's why I'm like, I don't really want to watch it because I'm like, it's just so obvious. And with they, Matt they and call- Laura, it was so obvious from day one. Matty J. I don't know why I called him Matt. Yeah, Matthew. <laughs> Matthew J. Um, yeah, no, totally. I feel like they've, they've, they, they keep they keep kind of getting it wrong in Australia, I feel. Because this guy's really nice. Like, he's probably the most conventionally handsome of all of The Bachelors, I would say. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, if someone is that handsome and that smart and is an astrophysicist and is nice, you obviously don't have trouble getting a girlfriend. So you're very obviously still interested in being famous to go yeah, on. Yeah. What I really like about the American one is that, which I feel, didn't they start doing that with The Bachelor Australia where it was past contestants that were the next yeah. ones? But I love that about the American one because right now I'm like, I really hope that Tyler and Hannah get together. But then on the other side of things, I really hope they don't because Tyler will be bachelor and everyone's you're already in love with him and you already want it to work out for him. So you're really invested. Yes. You want to see him find his dream girl. Yeah. Yeah. If he's bachelor, it will be the best. But also I really hope he goes out with Hannah. And also what happens, I think, when it's a past contestant is that it entices people that might not normally go on The Bachelor to apply because mm. they really like yeah. this specific guy exactly. you know what I mean so then you get on because I feel like someone like Laura Byrne probably wouldn't have gone on The Bachelor if it wasn't for yeah. it being Maddie J yeah 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 yeah. you know and them already yeah. knowing each other yeah so that's I yeah that's how I, I feel like the premise is kind of flawed but maybe I'll watch it I don't know I'm not really I'm not hooked in and they're being really rogue like they had the first set of girls there's this really oh, amazing and then heaps of intruders or something eight intruders mm. in the first night and this there's this really rogue girl who rode it on a motorcycle in like full like leather jacket and stuff and she's just so funny she and she was like I'm really fucking hot and she was like and um you know just for example the other day I was just skating down the street at home and these four guys were just like chasing me in their car and filming me to put on snapchat and I was like that's so terrifying oh my god here's <laughs> an example of how hot she is and I was like that's a crime um also, what would your so if you were gonna go on the bachelor, this is what I worry about. Is the other day I was sitting around with my friends and we were they were talking about their kind of group of the girls and then the guys and they were talking about how like the guys so three of the guys like cooking and so they bond over the over cooking and then three of the guys play golf so they play golf together and then the other four surf and then like the ones that surf also like to play golf and then they all have all these hobbies and then I was literally like what on earth would my hobby or my special <laughs> talent be oh nothing I would have nothing to pull out of the bag if I was walking up to the to the thing Right, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd have nothing either. Or and even I also what they like, would say that I like doing. I feel like I'd be the really weird girl from the first episode who, like, he was talking to the hot Mauritius girl and she tried to interrupt. And then a hot Mauritius girl just, like, stared her down and was like, okay, like, off you go. And she was like, tell me you've seen Lord of the Rings. And he was like, yeah. And she was like, how amazing is it that J.R.R. Tolkien invented a language? And I was oh, like, this would literally be God. me. Like, <laughs> and they just played, like, crickets and, like, fucking weird girl music. And I was like, I would just – she was like, what's your favourite action movie franchise? <laughs> I would be the one from last season who um, got really drunk and everyone convinced her it was a good idea to jump in the pool. <laughs> remember that Kayla or something yeah and she was like I'm just gonna do it and everyone was like don't and then she just did it anyway no there was like one girl being like go on (laughs) I'm like that episode so sad um I I feel like I would I would just be someone who kind of just said something super like weird or rogue last season put it together anyway um this is actually so funny I can't remember if I told, I'm sure I would have told you this, but last season, um, Anton is really, really funny when he watches stuff like that and he talks out loud and mm-hmm. he, so it was just on the first episode of the bachelor last season was on and, um, he was just in the room and I think I was like covering it for work anyway. 
And I was supposed to just be doing a straight recap. But because he was saying the funniest stuff and everything he said, I would just burst into laughter. That I started on my notes, just secretly taking notes of everything he said. And then at the end, without telling him, because he would have killed me, I did 16 <laughs> thoughts my boyfriend had while watching The Bachelor for the first time. And it went like viral. It was so oh insane. Oh my God. I remember that. And it's so funny. It was the only time I'd ever talked to the CEO of my, my like Pacific magazines. And he was He's just like, like great. putting this forward for a walk, Isabel. <laughs> yeah. well he was like, great article. I was like, this is so embarrassing, but thank you. <laughs> and then, yeah, all these random people from like better homes and gardens would email and be like, this was incredible. I was like, thank you. <laughs> oh, and then the next night he was super drunk. When, well, not super drunk, but it had beers. So he was being even funnier. But I was like, let's not flog a dude horse. <laughs> I just feel like it's so good, those sorts of different things. Yeah, totally. I think guys watch it and they're just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. yeah. I do have to say that, like, it's – I do think that they've got, like, a diversity problem. I guess that's obvious. But Mm -hmm. it's like this is their most diverse season ever and there's a girl who – lived in China for two years, who's white, and every time she comes on the screen, they play this, like, embarrassing, like, Chinese pan flute music. Oh, my music. God. It's crazy. You and know they that always America dress has had a black president and not a black bachelor, and it's been going for, like, years, and it's in its 24th season or something. Yeah, that's outrageous. And this this season they've got, uh, they've got a Brazilian girl, they've got an African-Australian girl, um, I think that's it. It's like it's more diverse, quote unquote, than usual, but still ridiculous. Yeah, and, and also all the girls' so voices so are so tiny. All the promos are of him, of the people who are in the final are all blonde and white. Mm. You know, like I'm just like, and I guess you know, like to have to, I would never apply for even the Bachelor because even the thought of having to be in a bikini on television would make me feel physically ill. But Same. then with things like Love Island, there are never, ever, ever any girls over like a size six or a size eight. And then yeah. most of the girls are white. Most of them have some sort of like, especially on Love Island, have some sort of lip fillers or something like that. And I'm a massive problem if we're here and people and there's still such a lack of diversity. I know. I feel like that as well about the the body types thing because, like, you don't really think about it because The Bachelor's not, like, compared to Bachelor in Paradise or Love Island, it's not super bikini heavy. But there's mm-hmm. always scenes where they're at the beach yeah. or yeah. in a pool or whatever. And The Bachelor is always out of this world ripped and the, all of the female contestants are always, like, not just fit or toned. They always have, like, six packs and wear tiny bikinis mm-hmm. and look like models and I guess maybe we're just being naive thinking that that's not just the way the game is played with shows like that. But I just think it's really, it just, it's kind of unhealthy. Like it promotes this idea that a specific type of person deserves love. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that too. Yeah. I know. And we're like thin and white. So like if we're having a hard time. Yeah. yeah it's just crazy I just yeah I don't know I feel like The Bachelor it's so interesting because we were talking about what to talk about this week and we were like trying to find topics but then we're like the only things we're genuinely talking about are The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and Love Island that's what I feel everyone is talking about Mm. and it's so funny that we're kind of in this woke feminist era but the one thing that everyone's obsessed with watching is like dating shows I know I feel like everyone is just so obsessed with love. Like you'll always be obsessed with love. And that's why it is so huge here, the Bachelor franchise. I know. It's interesting because I feel like I I honestly feel like it wasn't this big of a thing five, six, seven years ago. Like I think there's been this kind of research. Maybe it was and I just didn't realize. But I feel like there's been this resurgence in interest in these shows about dating and love. And I think it's because we're in a bit of a – like our generation's in crisis mode about relationships, I feel. Mm. Yeah. Everyone I know is in some sort of panicked form of like being panicked and single or being panicked in a serious relationship or being panicked that they're with the wrong person or panicked that they're never going to find the right person or do we stay together and get married or do we not? Like it kind of, I feel like everyone 
is terrified they're doing the wrong thing in relationships all the time. I know, which is so funny because I didn't know that. For I didn't know that other pe- I didn't know that other people did the same thing. But I guess I, I guess I panic about everything. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine who's married, and she was like, "If you think about what life would be like if you broke up with your partner, or if you dated someone else, or if you were single for a few years, or like, is this the right thing or not? Or I don't know." If I, she was like, "That's what every single person feels." Yeah, see, like, I didn't know not, that because sometimes I literally, I I'll, I'll just be like, "Oh, okay, well, I love Anton with all my heart, but like." what if I'm not meant to be moving to London or what if I like LA more or what if, what if this, what if that all the time? And then I thought that it was crazy of me to be thinking like that. And I thought that that meant that there was something wrong with my relationship if I was thinking like that. Yeah. Or you think that that's a sign that it's not right. Cause you feel like no one else is feeling that way, but I think mm. it's just human nature to think about like other options. It's kind of a natural thing to do. And it's also like if you're in your twenties, you can have crises about where your life is going that are totally independent from your partner. It's not like a sign of whether you. <laughs> what the fuck? Sorry. Is there a ghost like in your house? Banging the house stage. But yeah, I think those crises about where your life is going, where you're just like, it can have nothing to do with the partner. It can just be, yeah, is this where I want to live? Do I want to move overseas? Mm. Do I want to have a period of my life where I'm single? Like we know dozens of women who have those stories. And I think that, I think I remember listening to a really good TED talk about how we're this generation that's like paralyzed by choice. Like we have too many choices. Like there's been yeah, studies done yes. that show that um, there's been studies done that show that pe- menus with less options have higher customer satisfaction <laughs> because oh, you just absolutely. because you feel like less anxiety that you've picked the wrong thing when there's like four things on the do menu. Do you know what I do? Which <laughs> is like such a perfect descriptor of my personality is I will go onto the website and look at the menu before I get there because I don't want to feel the stress of having to pick when I'm there. <laughs> like That's a lot of the hilarious. time, like if I'm going somewhere, yeah. when we were going out with Anton's friends when he was here, I was like worried that, I don't know, that we weren't going to pick the best things. And so I went on and figured out what to get and he hates that. He's the opposite. Yeah, that's hilarious. But yeah, that's the kind of thing where it's just you're panicked that you're doing the wrong thing. And I think that, I think that, because I know for our parents' generation, it was never a question of who are we going to marry? It was like, we're going to get married. When will we get married? Probably as soon as possible. And it's like everyone in my parents' generation that I know married their high school boyfriend. Yeah. Because you just didn't like you didn't have these big existential crises about like, where am I going? What am I doing? Is this the right thing? Do I even want to have kids? Do I want to focus on my career? Do I want to, you know, they just didn't have those same anxieties, but I think we're, we're better for it in a way. Cause if I married my high school boyfriend, I would have a cooked life. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. My high school boyfriend. He wrote me like a punk song when I broke up with him. <laughs> I'm not joking. I could probably find it. <laughs> my mum was honestly like why are you dating this guy he would make me take him a pie every time I went round and then I would drive around and it would be cold by the time I got there so I'd drive really fast and I would put it like at the, at, under the heater in the car it's so disgusting that is the funniest thing I've ever heard yeah and then he'd be angry when the pie was cold yeah it was a butter chicken pie that says it all i used to work i worked one shift at jester's you know that pie shop oh my god jester's do you guys have that in australia yeah in perth yeah oh jester's is the best in sydney it's jester's is amazing yeah and i really wanted a job there and i did a five-hour shift and they gave me two pies and no money and they never called me again oh my god (laughs) what yeah, it's crazy. What they pies? paid me in two pies. Um, I was a vegetarian, so it was the yeah. How good like, are the vegetarian pies? And pumpkin. Yeah, one? yeah, and oh then gosh. yeah, the potato and something. Yeah, and Hawke's Bay. Um, this guy I knew from high school, his parents bought the jesters, and so I'd go there and get free pies. That's so major. Yeah, it was huge. How good was high school when your friend worked at like the bakery and you'd just like be there like a dirt bag on a Saturday and get like free donuts or something? Like, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was so I know. And how, like, I never back then ever would worry about what I was eating. 
Like yeah. I would I would go to KFC and because I didn't eat I never ate meat, I would get the the fries and then I would go to like Burger King and get a salad burger and then I'd go to McDonald's and get a McFlurry and do the rounds of every place and then probably have a pie the next morning. I know we were we were so free then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think so much. I had dinner with my girlfriend last week, and she was like, "This girl I know has rebranded herself as a vegan blogger." And I'm like, two years ago when we worked at Nespresso, we used to get KFC All Star boxes every lunchtime." <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, what about that? Oh wait, wait. I think we talked about it on the podcast. The girl who was a vegan blogger, and then in another, she was like on a press trip or something, and then in another influencer's story, the influencer's panning round, and she's eating meat. <laughs> and and she got caught, and then the influencer posted it on her story, and all of these people were like, oh my god, she's not even a vegan. That's crazy. That's a wild story. That's yeah. a red hot. That's a red hot tale. It has become very like trendy, I think, to become a vegan online now. And to have that as your kind of like social media branding. Yeah. I, yeah. My brother's a vegan. There was a really funny thing on Overheard in LA the other day. Um, I really want to submit stuff to that. I hear the funniest stuff here. Someone the other day, what were they saying? They were like, let's go to the Beverly Wiltshire for lunch. And if it wasn't Childish Gambino, but it was someone like that. They were like, let's go to the Beverly Wiltshire for lunch. And if Donald Glover's there, we'll stay. <laughs> and that was the plan. <laughs> and that person was me. <laughs> yeah. Um, a three-year-old girl at Cafe Gratitude, which is this vegan cafe, was screaming, "I want chicken! I want chicken!" And the mum goes, I'm, <laughs> "And the mum goes, I'm sorry, my daughter is not vegan." And the waitress goes, "It's okay, I scream the same thing, and I am vegan." <laughs> Such a good answer. I want chicken. And I want chicken. <laughs> yeah. That's just me. so upset that she has to go to this cafe. Oh, that's so hilarious. Yeah, you and your Nando's. Grace loves Nando's, for anyone who doesn't please, know this. Please sponsor us. Yeah. I was telling someone episode. about you the other day, and I was like, she's just this girl who works in fashion and then just goes home and eats Nando's. I got Zach for Christmas commissioned, my friend, to create a cross-stitch of our Nando's order. Yeah. It's a joke. <laughs> and it's now sitting in our apartment. <laughs> Uh. Izzy, we've talked a lot on this podcast about the link between anxiety and social media. I mean, a lot. It's something we're both super aware of, especially since we both suffer from anxiety. And pay a little too much attention to our Instagram grids. It seems to affect young women especially, which is why we're so proud to be partnering with Sports Girl on their Be That Girl campaign, which was created to help dismantle some of the more unrealistic standards that exist in the age of Instagram. Sportsgirl are encouraging women to celebrate and share their extraordinary images, the small moments in the everyday that make you happy instead of everything being so curated and perfect. And I love that they've partnered with women like Flex Mummy and Jade Tunchi. The thought of being able to post whatever you want on Instagram instead of worrying about what filter makes your left elbow look better is so appealing to me. Totally. It's Clarendon, by the way. <laughs> Thank you so much to Sportsgirl for sponsoring this episode of After Work Drinks. Head to sportsgirl.com.au to find out more about Be That Girl. Also, I forgot to tell you, I got my aura red on Friday night at like the most LA thing in the world. Yeah, you put up a picture of it and I was like, I can't even deal with this right now. Yeah, I couldn't put up a proper picture of my aura being red because I was a shell of a human being. It looks like a mugshot because I was so hungover. But um, we went She's in- like, this aura is not good. You're <laughs> yeah, like, I know, I know. I was like, <laughs> I literally said to one of the girls in the line, I was like, does it change daily? What's the deal? They're like, No. <laughs> Um, she starts burning this giant forest of sage. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you walk in, yeah. she's like, no. Well, we went to this event in downtown. It was um, a beauty event. And it was so full of scenes. It was quite insane. And then we lined up for two hours to get our auras read. And it was just, wow. and all you did was go into this room and then this woman took your, takes your photo and then it just like comes out and different. It's just so fake. It's unbelievable. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's like your photo. I was like, that's Yeah. It's a Polaroid. Modern. I've got it. And then, and then literally all of the different colors that can show are just different words that mean the same thing. <laughs> You know, like it'll be like she's very loyal, or she's very trustworthy, and all of them. Oh, it's all such a waste of my time. Oh, that is so funny. Mm-hmm. I did. I tell you about the time when I was in. Um, I did. I think I've told you this before. I did aid work in South Africa, which was like very Megan Markle of me back when I was like eighteen. I always forget that. I got an email from a man a south african man i met on thursday night sending me elephant videos yesterday i was like i can't oh, deal with this that's so nice <laughs> i know i must have been talking about all the elephants over there i, I love how you're like i must have been you're like but who an, knows but an email <laughs> no what no but we went to this like um swaziland witch doctor who was meant to tell your future and it was this whole thing and there was like burning smoke and she was like chanting and there was a translator in there and like everything she said was completely wrong yeah like so wrong yeah (laughs) (laughs) like the opposite of what was true yeah and it was funny because as well the people I was with for the auras it was me and my friend Jamie who were so alike in so many ways like our personalities are just very similar in terms of how we're really impatient and we're quite anxious and we overthink things. And then we're with this American girl called Danny, who was the complete opposite of us. And she is so chill and so laid back and has no idea of what's going on. Like she was literally standing in like the middle of the corridor and so many people had to, couldn't get round her for like the entire night. And I was like, I can't deal with this. Why can't you just move? And she got, (laughs) she got the same aura as Jamie. And then I got like, a completely different one and we're like this we just know this is absolutely fake this is just fake yeah this is absolute oh, bollocks and also this other girl we were with lives beside like her neighbor is bobby from queer eye which you wouldn't know because you don't watch it yeah he's the worst one but still <laughs> i was like i thought i knew them all still but i have no idea who that is yeah he's he's rogue he actually he's actually like the only one on the show that does anything he's the interior designer but he's just not uh, cool not exciting no. yeah um, do you have recommendations? We're going a bit rogue. I know. I do have recommendations. I have the first one is a book of essays by William Jelani Cobb, who I think only goes by Jelani Cobb now. He's a New Yorker writer who I just love. He wrote that amazing piece after the New Zealand massacre. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just, like, went down this total rabbit hole of all of his writing. He's amazing. Um, he interviewed Dream Hampton, the R. Kelly producer, on the New Yorker podcast. He's amazing. And his book is called The Devil and Dave Chappelle. And it came out in like 2007 or eight, but it's basically a book of essays and it's all about kind of pop culture things like rap music and um, Obama rising up before he became president in the Senate and uh, Condoleezza Rice and Colin Powell. And it it just kind of touches on all of these like hot topics relating to race and kind of relates Mm -hmm. it back to, he's a historian. So I don't know. I just, I loved it so much. I just He's, I'm just so obsessed with his writing and he did a whole essay on um, love and slavery and about all these stories of that it's this kind of thing that people forget in the history of slavery that there was all these amazing stories of people running away from plantations to be together and getting married yeah. and, and reuniting 15 years later and then staying together for the rest of their lives and that marriage and love was this huge thing that kept people together during that time and that it's kind of been wiped away from history. You need to read The Underground Railroad, which I gave to you about 17 years ago. I have read that book. I love that book. It's oh. like one of my favorites ever. Yeah. Have you still got my copy? I still have your copy. Yeah, I was looking at <laughs> it the other day. I know. I was thinking that. You they snake. just picked up his new book. I know. I'm such a snake. I actually 
are you sure I didn't give it back to you? I, no, had it in I the feel bag like we've had this conversation like so many times. Yeah, I know. But now, now you've got all my books. Have you read some? Yeah, I know. Um, no. Mm. I've got a stack of like 15 next to my bed. Just no time. I, yeah, I've been, I have not read in so long. So I remember a while ago we were on such a roll and I was reading so much and now I haven't read a book in so long. I you just, kind of get, you get into a role of like you read something and then you like, oh my God, and then you finish it and then you jump onto the next yeah. thing and then you stop and then you just stop for ages. It's really weird I how it works. I just feel like I, I do not have a spare second, but then obviously I do. I just don't, but I don't even know what I'm spending it doing. So I'm not even watching, I guess I'm watching The Bachelor at USA. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think that like LA in the summer is not very conducive to reading, whereas Sydney in the winter is because you're yeah. just inside a lot. Um, yeah. But I've got Zadie Smith's On Beauty. Have you read that? Oh, nice. No. Yeah. Um, that I just saw my other friend post on her Instagram who's just finished reading it. So I'm trying to read that, but I just, yeah, yeah. I guess it's just being here. Yeah, don't worry. In London, you'll have plenty of time to read. Okay, it'll be just raining all the time. You'll just be crying in bed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I loved that book. I would recommend that or just like look up his writing if you can't be bothered buying the book. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I watched, which I know you have watched as well on Netflix on my rocking Friday night. I watched the great hack, which mm-hmm. is that new documentary about Cambridge Analytica and data and politics. And it really fucking freaked me out. I think the, I think the reason it freaked me out is because you know how like, you, you'll you'll talk about something with your friend and then an ad will pop up. I kind mm. of was never that bothered by the fact that I kind of was just like, yeah, they're obviously reading our data on Facebook. And I kind of was, wasn't that bothered about it because I was like, well, what are they going to find out from me that's going to be so crazy? They don't have any mm. big dark secrets. But then it's more that it's the way that they're manip- – I didn't realize the scope of the way they were manipulating all of this data to then target people and change your decisions. So subconsciously, like there's so many things that they're doing that we have no idea about that then could completely change my opinion on something, which is crazy. So crazy. So this documentary, it's basically about um, this company called Cambridge Analytica, which there was a big scandal about like last year. And they had been hired by Donald Trump and by the Leave campaign in the UK. So the campaign that was promoting Brexit, they were hired as a company that would take data from Facebook and a bunch of different internet websites of voters and then target them with targeted advertising to join their cause basically, Mm. which like I think on its face value doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world. Like the Obama campaign did something similar, but it just wasn't as sophisticated. But basically what Cambridge Analytica did was so manipulative that they kind of, they used those Facebook quizzes where you'd be like, I don't know, I'm an anxious person or I'm unlikely to start a conversation or like all those kind of personality quizzes everyone used to do. They used that to create 5,000 data points on every given person on the planet, basically, like Mm. every single American voter, and then realized that in these key states, they only needed to change the minds of like, so from your data profile, they could figure out that you were more or less susceptible to being manipulated, basically. And if you were susceptible, you were specifically targeted and they would only target, like, say, Trump needed to win in these three key states and in those states he needed to win in these three key areas. They would boil it down to, okay, we actually just need these 70,000 people Mm. to vote Trump. So they would target those 70,000 people specifically with manipulative images and posts that they knew would change their mind based on their personality profile. Yeah, it's so so manipulative. It's It's so crazy. crazy. It's it's actually so scary. And then that's the thing. They worked with Trump and they worked with Brexit, the Leave one, and both of those things happened. Yeah, because it was like it showed at the end that the Trump campaign had like 5.9 million Facebook targeted targeted ads. ads. And Hillary Clinton had, what, like 65,000 yeah. or something? Yeah. It was literally the, the difference is crazy. And then this guy who became a whistleblower for Cambridge Analytica, he was like, this is akin to cheating in the Olympics. Like, mm. this is cheating. This mm. isn't advertising. This is literally they've cheated to win. Like, you, yeah, they're like playing with democracy, literally. And then the journalist who um, 
was researching all of this for the guardian for years she was she's literally just being like okay now that this has happened and all this data has been read and there's obviously other companies like cambridge analytica like this isn't now just going to stop so is there any way in the future we can have a fair election I know that freaked me out so much. Like that thing with Trinidad and Tobago, mm. that literally made me want to burst into tears. So what Cambridge Analytica did in Trinidad and Tobago was they realized that there was basically like an African political party and an Indian political party and the Indian political party hired them. And they realized that they, if they, if they got under 30 year old African youth to not vote in the election, that they could win it for the Indian side. Mm. So they started this viral campaign. What was it called? Do so. Yeah, which and meant like don't vote. Yeah, so they were like, oh, the, the the best political thing you can do is like go against the system and not vote. And, and then they it created went all crazy. this cool, like graffiti imagery. And it was all like this total marketing ploy, but they made it seem like a grassroots mm. like youth coming yeah, up with this. Yeah, and it was like join the gang and like let's rally against this. And it was and secretly they, yeah, it went viral, yeah. and like forty percent of that of African like under thirties in Trinidad and Tobago didn't vote, and the Indian Party won. Yeah, like that's, that's so crazy. fucking crazy. And everyone thought they were doing this cool political thing, like yeah, fuck the man, like I'm not going to vote, and it's like the man is making you not vote because they don't want you to. Yeah. Oh my god, it freaks me out so much. I know it's crazy as well because so one of the guys. Who was that guy? The guy who – he's like a professor and he studied data. Yeah. And then he yeah. sued Cambridge Analytica and was basically like, release my data to me. So it's, it's a human right for me to know what you have on me. And then they just didn't do it. And then it went to – it was like a – became a criminal proceeding. And then he, they pled guilty to not giving him his data, but he still doesn't have it. And so, yeah. so we can just not figure out what they know about us. But I think and that also- there's like all of this huge – fight to get that released for like everyone. I, I didn't realize there was this whole thing that people are pushing about like own your data where it's like your data is your property and you can decide to sell it mm. like that's what they're pushing for so you can say like yeah you can read all my messages and read all my thing and target me with ads I don't care but like you have to give me the money not Facebook the money oh I'm keen for that How, yeah I was like yes that's How the wild. best thing ever but like we would obviously all just still do that yeah, true. <laughs> you know, like we would all sell it. Yeah. I just feel like I have nothing interesting enough to like. No, but that's that's what I mean. That's how I felt. But then I was like, if they're secretly using just literally knowing that I'm maybe a little bit more gullible than the next person to make me change Vote one the way, way an yeah. election goes and basically the future of the world, that's mental. Yeah, and they were saying in it as well that the reason that people are getting more outraged about this is because people don't like to think that they can be manipulated. Yeah. So, like because people are like, oh, well, idiots, that will happen to idiots but not to me. Yeah. They don't get, like, outraged because they think they're not susceptible, but it's like we all are. Yeah, and already two Obviously. huge yeah. things have happened. Trump got in and Brexit happened because this because people were manipulated enough. It's also like, of course, Trump just came up with this way to spend a shitload of money and essentially cheat Yeah. in an yeah. election. Yeah. Like, of course, he came up with this secret way that no one had done before in American history. Well, it's, and it's also a thing about having money. Yeah. He had, he had all the money in the world. Yeah. And even, he's even doing it now and setting up fake accounts about the other, the um, Democratic nominees. Yeah, yeah. Fake He's like the same campaign manager for this it's election. It's so funny. I bet you were such a child. I know. He literally is like a big baby. Yeah. <laughs> I love so much that the UK did that balloon of him. The big I know. baby <laughs> flying over. It's like the best thing in the world. Yeah, it's like the most like England thing ever. It's so funny. I also watched... I watched like the first episode of the Australian Bachelor, and then it was the same night as the Bachelorette, which was the same night as the Democratic, the second oh, yeah. debate. And I was like, "This is such a wild night!" Like, I went from watching the Bachelor to like this two-hour-long debate on healthcare and immigration. I was like, "I'm so overwhelmed." Do you? Who do you? Are you still Camila Harris? 
I think so, but it's it's just turned into a bit of a shit show. Like they all know that Biden's the front runner, but no one wants it to be Biden, like the other candidates. So they just all go after him en masse. But you don't feel good watching that. Like it's just like nine people attacking him every time they can talk and him being like, <laughs> oh, well, this or oh, well, that. And like I'm like, this isn't fun to watch. Like I don't like you because you're attacking an old man on TV. Also, um, I just can't deal with how old – he is and just presidents yeah. in general yeah yeah exactly he just doesn't seem very sharp like i don't think age is a problem on its own but he's like you see him kind of fumble or struggle or like yeah he's, which he's, is fair enough because yeah. he's how old is he like 76 yeah, or something yeah and he seems older yeah like bernie's the oldest but bernie seems younger than biden i mean i really i really like kamala harris i think Oh my god, the first thing that comes up when you type Joe Biden. Oh my god, he's seven. How did I know that off the top of my head? That's so weird. He's so smart. He's 76. Bernie Sanders is 77. Trump's I think 73. Gonna... And he's so orange in this photo. He's so bad. I think the problem is going to be that Elizabeth Warren and Bernie are appealing to the same voters. So I think that votes will be split across the two of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, job into that, like, sort of socialist, pro, like, Medicare for all thing. You're going to vote for one or the other. So that's going to split that vote. So I, I think it'll either be Biden or Harris, I think. Mm. I would really like to see Harris, like. I'm so scared of it being another up. woman. I know, it's bad, hey. This just, is, this which is, is crazy. Like, you shouldn't feel like that. I but I just, it's America. And. Yeah, I know. And I just want Trump out. This is the thing that they're going to have to grapple with because I think that people aren't super inspired by Biden as a leader, but he's the most likely person to win those like key states. Mm, mm. And they've got to kind of decide, like, do we want to put our best foot forward and put forward the person we want the most or do we need to just make a strategic decision and be like, we just need Donald out? Yeah, I feel like but that. The, I feel like that as well. But now the problem is that you've got all these young guns who are so desperate to get it that they're just destroying Biden on the stage. And it's almost going to have this like counterproductive oh effect where they're doing it to get themselves ahead, but it just makes Biden look weaker and weaker every time he comes Why is off. Why everyone like, so ambitious? I know. I'm like, stop being ambitious and just like let Joe do it. Like, yeah, let but Joe why can't people stuff. just think of the greater good for two seconds? I know because they think they, they are going to do the greater good by getting in, but a lot of these people are, are polling at like 3 or 4%. It's like there's no way in hell you're ever going to get it, so just shut up. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, Let Joe though. have it. I know. Like Kirsten Gillibrand brought up this thing where she was like to Joe Biden, you said that women belong at home. And he was like, what? And she was like, you wrote that in an op-ed. And he was like, well, I don't remember writing that. And it was like something from like 1974 that was completely misconstrued. That wasn't oh what he said. He was like, I was a single father for like 10 years. Like, I obviously don't believe that it's his first <laughs> wife died. He was like, I obviously Aww. don't believe that women belong at home. Like, I'm like, just don't. Don't pull out some rogue thing he said 40 years ago and try and make it And they're all like supposed to be on the same team. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Anyway, like Kamala Harris goes after Joe Biden. She looks I love how like I love how I asked you about politics, and now I'm so worried that like everyone's gotten to sleep. But I know that you're having so much fun. <laughs> but like, fast forward to 54, 70, well, 70. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, um, when she when Kamala goes after Biden, she looks really sad about it. <laughs> like she's almost like sorry. Yeah. I feel like we wouldn't do that. If it was out of me or you, I'd be like, you take it. You'd be like, you go on. I'd be like, oh my God, you take it. You so deserve it. You've worked so <laughs> yeah. hard. I've literally been doing this for like 50 years. You're amazing. I'll just wait. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Also, it was so funny. So another glossier thing, just because it's right outside my house and I keep going in. I, just I keep... love this segue. We're like gone from like political hacking, ruining. <laughs> Elections. And you're like, also, I went to Glossier. <laughs> no, this is just yeah. us in a nutshell. Um, <laughs> and I bought the cloud paint. And then I got home and I was like having, huh? Didn't you already have one? Yeah, different color. Oh. Um, you're like Pat McGrath. Like you've got a whole spectrum of fucking blush I know, colors. I know, So the, the, issue, the reason I bought a different color was because I couldn't figure out how to do the other one without looking like a clown. But then I went home and 
was getting all excited about like putting on my glossier cloud paint and then I used the highlighter and then I went to my friend's house and she was literally like Izzy your face <laughs> is so red and I was like is it too much and she was like maybe a little bit too much for the daytime <laughs> and I went into the bathroom and it was like the color of my pink drink bottle that I'm holding up to my face right now I just can't do it I'm just really not good at I- doing makeup I can't do makeup. This is what, so I went back to Eleanor, my like patron saint of life yesterday. Was this this rationale woman? Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, I was like, I just want you to do something that makes my skin look nice. And she was like, okay, we're going to give you an enzyme peel. But she was just giving me so much good information. And she was like, if you keep doing this for a few more months, you just don't need to wear foundation. And I was like, oh my God. That's what yeah. I need. I can't apply makeup. I put on foundation last night and I looked crazy. I looked like caked orange nuts. And I was like, how am I this age? And I still don't know how to properly apply foundation. Yeah. I'm really not good at it either, but I feel. You're good at it. I feel. I'm good at doing an everyday thing. If I try yeah. and do eyeshadow, it's absolutely fucked. If I try and put on this blush, crazy. I don't know where highlighter goes. I don't know where bronzer goes. I feel like blush, highlighter and bronzer all go in the same place. But do people just yeah, exactly. put different ones on and not the other one? Like, if you put blush on, do you not put bronzer on? Yeah, also, I, it, also <laughs> we were, like, talking about sunblocks so much that I walked to the CVS today with a cap on because I don't have – I've just got this annoying sunblock that I hate. Okay, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, and got the La Roche-Posay one because I can't get the Mecca one that everyone's telling me to buy. Well, I probably could order yeah. it online, but I just can't deal with that. It's too hard. I use the ultraviolet one. It's really, 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 really good. I love it. I just, yeah. But um, what was I about to say? It's like $50. Oh, I know. I watched um, I watched somehow, I was just on a Vogue article, and it had embedded Kim Kardashian doing her makeup, and I just got so mesmerized by watching it because I was like, when you really know what you're doing, it's amazing. Mm. Put on so much concealer, it looked like a quarter of like each side of her face was just covered in this like weird white color. And I was like, "How is that going to work?" And like two seconds later, she just buffed it out. And I was like, "Even if you just put that on, you look yeah." Amazing. And contouring is so cool, but I don't know how I to do it. it. How they put the huge big thing of like brown all down here, all around here, all around here, and yeah. then like buff it in. And I literally couldn't. I just have no idea. I imagine like how pretty we could look. Remember when we got our makeup done that one time and you were like, Izzy? We were like staring at each other and we're like, oh my (laughs) God, we're gorgeous. I know. (laughs) That's how I felt when I went to my friend's house and then she was like, go and rub your face off. (laughs) I'd never met her friend before and her friend was just like, yeah. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, I, when I, sometimes I go down like wormholes of watching people do their makeup videos and like, into the gloss talking about it and people that you don't think contour like girls who look very natural and like they're not really wearing any makeup and super chilled mm. they all contour mm. i just i don't know how i'm gonna ever know we're just wasting our faces yeah in this prime time i know <laughs> i don't know how i'm ever we'll gonna know pictures of ourselves and be like why did we not just learn to we need to do like a crash course or something we need to do like a course with a makeup artist just seems like a lot of effort yeah exactly i just don't care that much i know but then every time i go I... to put on makeup and try and put on eyeshadow i hate myself i think eyeshadow should just not exist yeah but i really i i i really like it when it looks supernatural and it just looks like kind of brown yeah you know? I don't know. Yeah. I like that RMS pot that's like a lid gloss. Yeah, that's like basically, that. yeah, that's what I want. I went yeah. to Charlotte Tilbury the other day and then I was like, no, thank you. I'm not spending $800 on this. Have you seen season two of Killing Eve yet? No. There's like a bit where it's so, I just love it so much because there's a bit where she leaves her Charlotte Tilbury lipstick in her purse she like slides it in and it's got like the name of the lipstick is like a reference to something that's happened so that she knows it's her who's committed mm-hmm. the murder and then eve goes to put it on and she's put a piece of glass in it and it cuts <gasps> her lip oh my god yeah. 
I know, but I'm just like, I just love that they wrote a storyline of a show where a Charlotte Tilbury lipstick yes. is being just like an assassin. Yes. Like, I was like, this show's the best. Also, have you watched The Handmaid's Tale or are you just over it? I'm not over it. I just, I, I just find it really grim. And I just read about that um, scene at the end of season two and I was like, I don't want to watch this shit. Like, that sounds horrendous. Where yeah, they like I hold, her, hold her down to make her induce her labour. Have you not seen that yet? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we're in season three now. Oh, yeah. I wrote an article. So, spoiler, jump forward like 30 seconds. But I wrote that article for Elle about violent rape scenes in TV shows. And I was reading about how at the end of season two of Handmaid's Tale, they want to induce her labor. So, they like hold her down and he like rapes her. And she's like, oh, hiding. yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, who the yeah. fuck wants to watch that for <laughs> entertainment? I was like, that is the most grim sentence I've ever read. <laughs> yeah, it, it <laughs> is. I know. And it's so annoying because, like, I just – I basically, now that I've I've been watching it for so long, even though I know it's grim, I just need to get to the end. But then it's just been oh. renewed for a fourth season. I'm like, for how long can you be It's going to go for, like, eight seasons or something, I, just I think, wanted, I read I just somewhere. want them to get – Seven or them. eight? Yeah. I don't know how much longer we can do this. It's just very – it's filmed so dark as well. I just – yeah, and I also just feel like they sit in a room and they're like, okay, like what's the most horrendous thing we can do to yeah. June? <laughs> and they're like, what about if she's nine months pregnant Speaking and she of, gets um, held down and raped? Elizabeth Moss. So the other day I was at a bar and the Celebrity Scientology Centre was across the road. And that's oh, where they all go. And my friends yeah. my friends have seen Tom Cruise leaving there. Oh, and wow. there's a security guard on 24 hours a day biking around it. But then you can also go for brunch there. That's just amazing. They have a restaurant. And then um, so me and my friend have organized brunch there in two weeks. Really? Oh, yeah. my God. Tell me everything. Yeah. But just don't get. And you can do a tour and stuff. Sucked in. But then they'll take you into a room and won't let you leave for like four hours and then you're going to come out next week and be like, I've discovered this amazing new movement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know, literally. Be careful. Yeah, I should really be more worried about my data considering I'll probably be a Scientologist next week after going getting like the best pancakes of my life. <laughs> watch Going Clear before you go. Yeah, I actually want to watch Louis Thoreau's documentary on it. I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, it's good. One. Both yeah. of those are really good. Yeah. And um, there's, the Scientology Centre for Sydney is right outside my office and they're always handing out leaflets. Mm. Yeah, there's like and a few massive ones, but this is the celebrity one, which is where they all go all the time. But there's like a full underground car park, so you usually don't see them leave. I don't know how she spotted Tom Cruise. Wow. Mm. Mm. And then their Wi-Fi is something. I can't remember what it is. Their Wi-Fi is something to do with Tom Cruise. Really? Because they live next door. <laughs> no, like our, my friends live next door, so they, as a yeah, joke, yeah. their Wi-Fi is like. Something. Oh, they made their. I thought yeah, they something, something Tom Cruise. That's so funny. Yeah. Okay, shall we? Yeah, let's wrap it up. That was a all over the show podcast. <laughs> Someone didn't. Somebody, both of us, didn't prep <laughs> at all. But that's why you love us. Yeah. Exactly. We still pulled it together, I feel. <laughs> we literally got on this phone call and we were like, what are we talking about this week? And we both had our heads like in our hands. We were both hungover. <laughs> I was like, and usually if we're useless and don't prep, we are on the ball. But this week I was just like, I honestly have no idea what a topic is. <laughs> I know. I was like, what even happened this week? Like nothing. No. Man. Okay. You, you guys left such nice reviews this week, in all honesty. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people were like, I feel like you guys are my friends and we are your friends. Yeah, we are. We really are. And friends leave friends reviews. <laughs> <laughs> so get to it. Tell us where to leave one for you guys and we will. We yeah, literally exactly. will. Best listeners ever. Yeah, or just ask us, I don't know, yeah, ask us a favour and we'll do it. Well, yeah, depending. Maybe, yeah, maybe cut that out, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit broad and vague. Yeah, like that time you tried to tell people you would give them money if they left a review. I know. Um, 
Okay. Uh, bye. <laughs> Does everyone bye. Did everyone like when I put Hannah from The Bachelor on last week's at the end? I feel like we need to insert that more, but also we edit this ourselves and it's hard. Yeah, I know. Sometimes we just really can't be fucked with the, <laughs> yeah. all the tricks. <laughs> I know. I'm like, we can make this so cool and jazzy, but it's so hard. Bye, everyone. <laughs> We're going to go to bed. Yeah, I'm not, but yeah. <laughs> okay. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.